0: I hope that this episode finds you well and you're surrounded by the joy, the comfort, the love, um, the prosperity that is owed to you and that you deserve just by existing in this world. You are loved, you are seen, you are valued, you are precious, and you are adored. And if no one has told you that yet today... Let me be the first to tell you and to remind you of this truth that is true no matter where you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what you believe about yourself, no matter who has left before, this is a basic, fundamental, foundational truth about you that you are incredible. And I want you to know that and to receive that. So in today's episode, we are talking about the importance of mindfulness in healing your trauma. What does it look like? Where does it come from? Um, how do you practice it? Um, why is it, it even something for you to consider? And to explain all of this, I actually have one of my long-term followers, Valerie Ritchie, on the podcast as a guest um, expert to talk about it. So as some of you may know, I've been podcasting for several years before starting the Black Girls Heal podcast with a podcast called Love Junkie that just focused on sex and love addiction. And I closed that to focus on talking about love addiction for black women and talking about the issues that are important to us and what it looks like for us culturally and just being safe to talk about all of the things. And so Valerie um, has been following me since those times. And she has just been um, a delight, one of my number one um, advocates, um, always engaged, always growing, always applying what, um, what she's learned. And it's just been so amazing to have this full circle moment to where I can have her on the podcast talking about something that she teaches that she's just excellent in and just holds so much healing space and energy and grace for the woman that she comes in contact with. Um, She is a delight and a joy, and I am so happy I get to share her with you today. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Okay. So I have a question for you. On a scale of zero to five, where zero is, I don't think about it at all. And five is I'm fully connected. How on top of your hormone health are you? If you say zero to one, it is time to build that connection. Your hormones and your cycle are central to your overall functioning and regulating your body will completely transform your mental, emotional, and physical health. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. And even though it helps for more than just menopause, Hormone Harmony is great for any horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, raising thoughts, low mood, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, bloating and gas, lower sexual desire. Hormone Harmony can help with all of those things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com, Just use the code BGH at checkout. Thanks for listening. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. But before we get into today's episode, the doors for the Black Girls Hill Conference is now open. Yay! I shared it over the weekend with my mailing list ladies, and now it is open for registration for everyone. So, Valentine's Day weekend, we are going to be talking about going from love addicted to love balance from going from love avoidance for my avoidant ladies out there to love available to those of us who feel deprived. And if anything that I said at the beginning of this podcast episode about your worth and your value and what is what you're deserving of, if any of that stung and you felt uncomfortable and you squirmed and you kind of turned your attention away to listen to something else, um, instead of like sitting in the space of receiving that. We're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about the be able, the ability to receive this love and affirmation and not feel like it's too much, to not feel flooded by that. So talk about feeling love-worthy. Um, and we're going to do all of this in the context of whether or not you've been in this recovery process for a while. And so at this point, you just listen to this podcast for maintenance, um, for just tips and support um, as needed. So we're going to have some things for those of you who've been on the, in this journey for a while. We're going to have things for those of you who are new. We're going to have things for those of you who are partnered as well. I know a lot of my topics and things that I teach about are very um, friendly for women who are dating or single. And so this is going to be across the board wherever you are. And so I'm so excited to have the opportunity to love on y'all for two and a half, three days here in Houston, Texas. Um, It's going to be February 12th through the 14th. Um, Like I said, day one, we are going to be focused on building your love balance. And what that looks like is if you're the woman who overgives without knowing what is the difference between being compassionate and loving, um, and losing yourself. If you're the person who does overattach to people who are unavailable to you, um, if you're the person who doesn't know how to ask for what you need, or when you do ask for what you need, you feel some shame and guilt, we're going to get all into that into in day one. Um, along with, like I said in my previous descriptions of this conference, I really want to have the energy be that you are the most precious and deserving and valuable woman in the world <laughs> and i want every woman who comes to this event to feel that way um and to be treated that way so the name of the conference is actually the healed and loved woman presented by black girls heal um so that's how i want you to look le- to leave healed and loved so If you are interested in joining and snagging your seat, you can go to blackgirlsheal.org slash conference. Um, There are two options there is our regular ticket and then also our VIP ticket, which would um, include some extra goodies and treats, including um, a special VIP brunch with me on the last day at a secret location, Um, more access to me um, both before and after our group, um, experience at the retreat as far as private sessions and things like that. But you can read all about that on the website. So again, that website is blackgirlsheal.org slash slash conference registration is open from now until January 15th of 2021, or until we hit our capacity for attendees. Um, I said before that I am um, capping our number because I want to make sure that we still have enough space for social distancing to make sure that um, we're able to adhere to um, some COVID precautions and guidelines, even though it's five months away. um, I I want to be sure that there is no woman that's like, I want to go, but I'm worried about this or being in vicinity. So again, that's blackgirlsheal.org slash conference here in Houston, Texas. And if anyone is like me, who whenever you register for an event, you're like, okay, and so what is the breakdown? What's going to happen? Like, I need to know what am I getting into? I'm I'm one of those. Um, There is a mini itinerary on the website Um, and it tells you even what our break times are what some some of the special events are as well so you'll be able to get a little a little preview of what to expect but it doesn't have all of our elements of surprises so i'm just letting you know that ahead of time before you get there so that's it hope to see you there Now, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode about mindfulness and healing from our trauma, featuring the fantastic, the nurturing, the healing, Valerie Ritchie. Okay, so today on the podcast, I have Valerie Ritchie with us. Hey, Valerie. Hey, Sheena. Hey, uh, I am so excited to have you on the podcast this is, I know you're going to introduce yourself, but this is a full circle moment because you have been following my platform since I was still doing um, Love Junkie years ago. And so to have you go from just someone who was a follower to someone who is coming on this on this podcast as an expert to support us is a full circle moment. So I'm so happy you're here.
1: I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes so Valerie's about to introduce herself in a second but just a real quick um note on why she is here she's actually one of our um expert workshop teachers for our self-love intensive which is now no longer open for registration but it's our four-month experience that we're taking women on a deep dive and learning how to love themselves and so um, Valerie is one of our teachers, but she's going to be with us today to talk about the importance of mindfulness in healing your trauma. So, before we get into that, Valerie, how about you tell us a little bit more about you?
1: Well, thank you so much, first of all, and again for having me. And I am an OG from the Love Junkie days, so it's <laughs> definitely a full circle and and super exciting moment um, to be with you uh, in this space, at least. Online, um, As you mentioned, my name is Valerie Ritchie and I'm the founder of the Vibrant Life Collective. The Vibrant Life Collective is a yoga community dedicated to women of color who want to heal and transform their lives through yoga. This is a space where we can replenish our souls so that we can become the most whole versions of ourselves. Um, I've been a yoga practitioner for 20 years and a teacher for 10 and it is my absolute joy not only to be a teacher, but to share um, what I've learned on and off of my mat. Love it. Love
0: it. Love it so much. Okay, so let's jump right in. So, we're talking about the importance of mindfulness and healing our trauma. So, I would love to hear from you why is mindfulness so important to incorporate into our
1: healing practice? Mm-hmm. Well, I want to kind of like define mindfulness. Um, So it's really just a matter of focusing. The the simplest explanation is just simply focusing and being present. And yoga, which means union, is a practice of integrating the mind, the body, and the soul. And so when we're focusing on our yoga mats on a physical level, um, we're mindful of focusing on each breath, focusing on where our hands and feet are and where our bodies are in present time. Uh, When we bring mindfulness in and we practice um, the mental part of yoga, um, we're really just focusing on where our thoughts are going and we're we're trying to um, be more self-aware of staying in the present moment and not going too far into the future or into uh, the past. And then from a spiritual standpoint, mindfulness um, is, is a way to focus on the divinity that resides inside of each of us. And when we're able to tap into that, we're able to connect with the divine or God um, or, you know, the God of your own understanding. I mean, I know people, not everyone uses that word God, but, um, so mindfulness is encompassed, mindfulness encompasses all, all of those things from, from a yogic standpoint.
0: Love it. Love it. And I love how you talked about being present and noticing, um, our thoughts. So I know, I know you're here to explain this stuff to me, but I just want to share something that I have seen myself, my students and even in some of my former therapy clients. But um, I will talk to people about the importance of mindfulness and um, kind of learning how to stay present and notice your thoughts. And there's so much confusion around what does that mean? Like, I can just look at my thoughts and not have to do anything with it. Well, what does that do? Well, what that does is it lets go, it helps you let go of that need to like fix it and go into overdrive, but to learn that I can have a thought about something that happened yesterday and I don't have to attach to it. I don't have to go in this cycle of getting really anxious or getting really sad or getting really defensive. I can just notice it and I can let it go. And um, I'll stop there. What, <laughs> what are your thoughts about that so far?
1: Yeah. So uh, again, I'll kind of Keep coming back to this yogic three prong approach with mind, body, and spirit. So, from a physical standpoint, when we are in a state of being present, literally it changes our brain waves. We are better able to just breathe and, and that is soothing in and of itself to all the systems in our body, like our respiratory system, our nervous system and everything else. Um, so it's really um, quite essential uh, to first try to physically stay present and, and, and even just noticing those feelings and how it feels in your body to be, um, you know, for example, if you feel sad, well, You you feel sad, but what does that feel like in your body? And so when we're able to feel what that feels like, maybe it's just, you know, your heart fluttering and just really connect with that. And then after you connect with it, just observe it. Don't like what you just said, you know, there's no need to attach to it. Just observe that, you know what? Hey, right now I'm feeling a little sad. My heart's fluttering. My stomach's just all over the place, but I'm going to be okay. I can I can ride this wave of discomfort and know that it's going to move on and I'm going to be okay. And again, just coming back and focusing on the present moment is so helpful in reminding ourselves that right here, right now, we, we really are okay. Um, and that helps us become less reactive to, um, you know, situations. You know, like if you're, when you're sad, sometimes you um, you know, you're not able to express yourself um, and open up and talk with people and that's fine. However, if you, if you sit with it and you're like, okay, I, I know I'm gonna feel uncomfortable, but I also need to reach out and talk with somebody. And when I'm actually in that situation where I'm talking to somebody, I might still feel a little agitated or nervous, but I'm gonna walk through that, those feelings and just share and get it, get that out of my system. Um, so it's, 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 it's incredibly helpful. Um, when you're aware of how you feel, it can open you up to being vulnerable, which then translates into, um, you know, connecting with somebody, telling somebody your thoughts, or even, you know, you could journal it, but, but releasing that, getting that story outside of you so that you can be objective is, is really key. So I hope that helps.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and what was coming to mind as you were talking is just how mindfulness can help us have balance. So, when I think about the impact of trauma, trauma typically puts us in two extremes, depending on what we're talking about. So, when we talk about reacting and feeling things, most of the women that I work with who haven't resolved um, a lot of their trauma, mm-hmm. they will be really numb. So they don't really have any attachment to their body um, and where they may feel emotions. So um, they might feel really angry, but not be able to tell me where they feel anger in their body or have any connection between their brain and and their physical system. Mm -hmm. And, or the other extreme is having many of us who are very reactive, like you were saying earlier to the things that go on around us. So we are very quick to, to get angry, to be frustrated. Uh, We live very much in those emotions Mm -hmm. and it makes it hard for us to detach from them. Um, We may explode more than we may, than we may want to. We may rage more than we may want to.
1: Mm -hmm. And what
0: mindfulness will be able to help us do is learn how to, do both. I can feel my emotions without losing myself and I can be in touch with my body without feeling like I'm going to be overrun and
1: overwhelmed by them as well. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, yeah, in my own personal experience, like, um, I think it took me many years to, (laughs) to even realize what my feelings were. Um, and that's, you know, now it doesn't sound so strange to say that, but 20 years ago um, when I started yoga, I just, um, I wasn't able to articulate uh, what I was going through emotionally and I fell into a deep state of depression um, and then it cycled sometimes into anxiety and then it flipped back into depression. So it was just really, all, I was all over the place, but I I just could not handle any of those feelings um, and it got really dark for quite some time. And then I started practicing yoga and I literally <laughs> was able to feel my body for the first time in my life um, and and really just be like, Oh, wow. Like that's what my hands feel like. That's what my feet feel like. Okay. Now let me go a little bit deeper. What does it feel like on the inside? And um, then I was able to slowly start identifying you know, where the sorrow in my body was stored um, and through yoga uh, and meditation, especially meditation, I was able to just work through um, those feelings and begin to trust my body and know that no matter what trauma stories came up from my past, I had already lived through that I was going to have to deal with some things, but I could do it, and I could make it through that. Um, so the, my meditation practice, um, you know, has been so essential to my well-being and navigating through some some dark times. Um, and 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 I'm able to see the light now, and I'm so grateful that I am. Um, so yeah. That's great. Yeah. So
0: tell us, more. you mentioned meditation. What is meditation?
1: How does that combine
0: with mindfulness? What would that look like? Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. So um, with meditation, typically uh, we come into what's called easy pose or sukhasana on our yoga mats when I'm teaching a class. And uh, I have I have folks sit in a comfortable position, cross-legged or not cross-legged. You could be supported. Being supported is actually really helpful in meditation um, because, again, your thoughts are wandering and things do come up when you're meditating and sitting in stillness. Uh, So it's really important to be comfortable um, physically so that you can withstand Uh, the fluctuations of, of the emotions and thoughts that come up in your mind. So we ground through our body so that we can sit quietly and observe our mind, watch the thoughts come and go, and just notice where your mind is going and notice what stories you get attached to, you know, for some people, you know, a lot of us have busy lives. I know I'm a busy mom, wife, business owner, yogi. And I'm, I'm like, Oh, my to-do list is my story. Like, Oh my goodness, I need to do this and this and this and this. And then in meditation, when I'm sitting there, I'm like, you can't do all that now, Valerie, just sit still. When you get to that moment in time, you'll be able to handle those things. But right now in this present moment, giving myself, truly an embodied experience and filling my cup in the moment helps me when I get to those moments on my to-do list where I'm like okay bring that
0: hey we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors hey we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Posted Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products that support every garden and lawn, Posted Main products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for a success... By adding Costa Main products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes in your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Costa Main continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that aspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Costa Main believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers.
1: Full cup to those moments, you know, don't come half empty. You know, it's easier when you're filled um, to, to do all those things. So,
0: mm-hmm. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real, genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Yeah, okay. I love that. So if I was someone who was listening and I'm like, okay, I keep hearing about this meditation. I get that I'm supposed to, listen to my thoughts. I don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. How would you break this down into like a one, two step um, for someone?
1: Mm -hmm. So I guess the easiest way to do it um, is start with one minute. I think a lot of people think, oh my gosh, I need to meditate for like 20 minutes. And then, you know, there's going to be this amazing bliss experience. But the thing is this start slow, start really slow, um, step number one, find a quiet place, sit down, and then focus on your breath. Um, it, it's a little bit easier for people to start with their breath uh, because, um, well, we're, we're all breathing. <laughs> um, it's sort of a universal thing that we're obviously doing to stay alive. And moving, focusing on your breath while it moves in as you inhale and count to three and then pause and then exhale counting to three as well. And just just noticing how your mind begins to settle um, and, and just do it for a minute and see what happens. Um, and don't worry about whether or not you're doing it right or wrong. There is no right or wrong um, to, to meditation. Um, you're just trying to focus and stay still. If your mind wanders, come back to your breath. It's always there. It's it's your life grounding thing, space. So, yeah, that's what I would say.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that and you know, especially those of us who are achievers and like box checkers and we're like, well, I'm doing this to try to see a result. Um yes. kind of that free flowing like, well, just be here is not enough for us. So, what I would tell women um, who may relate to that is your goal is to sit and take a moment for yourself. The fact that you're sitting and pausing for that minute and -hmm. paying attention to your breath is amazing because you usually don't do that. You usually don't let you and your thoughts be enough. There always has to be something attached, some action to it, but the Mm -hmm. action is focusing on you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think we are, and, and I'll, well, I won't speak for us all, but I'll speak for myself. Uh, like I'm addicted to, you know, being in motion, you know, like, and I, uh-huh. again, thank my yoga practice that when I am practicing, <clears throat> I'm not in motion. I am, I'm am being Valerie. I'm not doing Valerie. I'm not doing all the things. Um, and, and that, yeah, that brings me peace. And I think it, it, it brings other people peace too, where you're like, okay, I can, you know, just be myself. And, and, I don't know, there's something about meditation where once you're able to just be with yourself, you just become more self-aware when you're not physically sitting in a meditation practice. Say for example, you know, you're just at the grocery store, you know, and you just all of a sudden you look around and you're like, oh, I just felt my breath come in and and leave out of my body and I'm I'm feeling good. It's that simple. It's those fleeting moments of peace and, Noticing when you're present, um, that, that, that is so essential. I, you know, I, I want to equate this a little bit to, to, to birth. Um, I'm, a, I'm a mother of a seven-year-old, amazing, beautiful seven-year-old boy. And when he was born, and I think all mothers and caregivers, fathers can speak to this too, you're waiting for your child to breathe, It is so sacred. It is like, oh my gosh, did he take his first breath? And then we move through our lives. And, you know, at some point we will all transition and we exhale and that is our last breath. What mindfulness and meditation does or has done for me and I think has done for so many other people, it allows you to focus on the sacredness of your breath as you move through your life from the beginning to the end. This is so essential and so important. And here we are just out here doing all the things. And, and we're we're disassociating from being. And, and when we're being, we're actually living, we're connected to the sacredness of life. And and that is the point, right? From uh-huh. From birth to death, like what? What are you doing here? <laughs> you know, okay. you, you, you being grounded in our breath and 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 the moment to moment experiences that that is life. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yes, you may be successful, you know, quote unquote, by you know, external standards. You got the house, you got the car, you got whatever. But I'm talking yoga and meditation for me. has made me redefine success. And success is being as present as possible for as many days of my life as I can. So I can show up for myself and show up for my family and my friends and loved ones and my community. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I love that. And then I do want to just also validate, I mean, those of you... Those people who may be listening where your life goal is to achieve, get the C-suite, get the car, get the house or whatever. Mindfulness is still important for that. That doesn't mean like you start practicing mindfulness and you move to Thailand and you want to live on the beach <laughs> and meditate all day. Exactly. But what it gives you is the ability to enjoy all of the things that you're working towards. Yes. Um, I, I don't know if anyone can relate to this, or actually I know people can't relate to this, but um, in case this might be where you where you are, um, reaching a place where you reach the things that are on your bucket list, but you don't really feel the joy attached to it. Mm-hmm. And just mm-hmm. thinking like what you, what you have today and where you are today, two or three years ago, you would have killed to be there and now you're here and you don't really feel that attachment what mindfulness gives you is the ability to be present and experience the fullness yes. of what you're having instead of just having it slip past you and you're on to the next And you're like well maybe i'll be happier when i get this right and yeah. that day never comes
1: yeah you're on autopilot like years ago after i graduated um university um i worked for a corporate you know i did all the things you know, I'm a, I'm a child of an immigrant <clears throat> that, that moved to America. Uh, my mother joined the military, met my father, and we lived overseas in the Netherlands. And, you know, it was, the, the aim was go to college, get a good job. You know, you got to be successful, uh, get a home, do all that. And, and when I graduated university, I was on that track. I got that corporate job, which was absolutely excruciatingly miserable. Then I traveled around um, and moved overseas myself and did the things. And that was not working for me because I could check off all the boxes, but I wasn't really happy. So again, that meditation and mindfulness started becoming my grounding point and helped me reassess like, What is my own level of success? What do I really want to achieve here? Um, And then I started checking off other boxes that really fill me up in terms of, um, you know, now being an entrepreneur and, you know, ditching that corporate job and taking a serious leap of faith um, and leaving my job without a job and traveling throughout Europe for a couple months and then coming back to the States and getting an even better job um, that was more fulfilling that I liked you know, so, so something happens when you're, you know, just living purposefully, and you're able to define your success, you're able to feel your success in the moment, um, as opposed to just being on autopilot, you know, like, what's the point of checking the boxes, if you if you don't feel the true joy of what you're doing with your life. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: no, that sounds great. So we kind of skip to the practical, what do you do part, but if we can double back to um, the topic, which is the importance of mindfulness in healing your trauma. I just want to make sure there's nothing that um, you wanted to say more about that. And why is it so important for us to be mindful when it comes to healing?
1: Yeah, well, I'm going to double down here and get a little personal, if that's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: <clears throat> um, mindfulness, healing, and trauma uh, is something, again, I've been doing this for so many years and have been so grateful, but it wasn't until seven years ago when I had my son that m- mindfulness and healing became essential. Um, I have a challenging relationship um, with my parents, it's, it's much better now than it was seven years ago. Or when, when I was definitely, when I was growing up, it was, it was a little bit off the chain. Um, but healing my trauma has helped me become a better mother. Um, taking that time to, you know, sit within myself and just become aware of when I'm reactive with my son or when I lose my patience. um, that, that's helped me become more patient when I'm just aware of my triggers with him. Um, and some of those triggers are just things that I dealt with as a child. Um, and, you know, when, when he triggers me, instead of lashing out and being reactive and being like, hey, you shouldn't feel that way, or, you know, basically telling him to shut his feelings down because I grew up in a household where it was shut your feelings down. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, I pause and I just take a moment for myself and then I, I can be with him in a better space, you know, and then I'm, I'm, and I'm better able to have conversations with him about his feelings. Um, and this has been a journey that we've been on, he and I for, for seven years now. And I, I just see how much I've changed. Um, and I'm more open to accepting like what his feelings are, you know, because when they're little, two and three years old, those tantrums come up and whoo, that, that'll test mama's patience. And it's like, no, I've, I've learned to ride the wave of those, those moments. And you know, now that he's seven, it's like, oh, okay, you know what? We have a really good relationship. He trusts me. He knows that I'll let him feel his feelings and that we can sit and we can talk about it um, and just work through those things. And I'm teaching him through my own healing of my own traumas to be okay with his own feelings and talk about it and get, get it out of his system. So yeah, I don't think if I didn't have mindfulness, I wouldn't be able to heal in that way. And then that healing um, you know, wouldn't translate to my son. Um, and I, I really believe that he deserves that. And I deserve that too. We both deserve to have a good relationship with each other. And, and, and we can't have that if I'm not healed.
0: That was beautiful, Valerie. Thank mm. you so much for sharing that. I think I think that's such a gift that, that two people can receive, right? Both you and your son can receive that gift of healing um, and change the trajectory, right? To where instead of sowing generational trauma, we're, sharing, we're sowing generational blessings and generational yeah. growth and transformation and love. So, yeah, yeah. love that. Awesome. Well, is there anything else about this topic that you would like to share or, or um, better said, because I think you just hit on it, um, uh, some steps that, or pointers that you think would be important for women to take from what we talked about today into their daily life?
1: hmm Well, I would say, you know, in terms of mindfulness, um, just setting an intention maybe at the beginning of your day and saying, you know what? Commit to like three times a day and just say, look, I'm going to do something for myself and I'm going to be very mindful about it. It could be something so simple, like having a cup of coffee and really just sitting and relaxing, having your coffee and then moving on with your day. But in that moment of having the coffee, just being really present and aware. Um, I live in a forest. um, (laughs) So I'm surrounded by nature. So walking and getting out in nature helps me. So that's another practical, mindful activity that people can do. There's something soothing and calming when you're outside and you're surrounded by trees. And and just take it in. Look at the grass. Look at the trees. Listen to, um, you know, the birds or whatever sounds come up. Um, and then another thing that, that I do and, and, and would suggest is just, you know, Hey, g- grab a journal, take five minutes and just write down, you know, what you're noticing or how you're feeling. Um, but yeah, whatever comes natural to you, I think we can all be mindful washing the dishes. We can be mindful when we're watching television with our family, just literally just sit there with them and take a good Look at your family or the people that you're surrounded with, you know, um, and just take that in, be mindful. Yeah. So yeah, you can do it with anything. Just pay attention.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I love that you brought in, you can take a moment if you're doing anything instead of being in that rush to go, go, go. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I talked about the extremes, the other side of instead of being addicted to doing is being addicted to numbing out and avoiding. So sleeping all the time, watching Netflix, just totally going ghost, avoiding what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And so-
1: mm-hmm.
0: And so sometimes I've heard people say, well, I feel like I am spending time with myself. And they will mention sleeping, avoiding, numbing out, watching a lot of TV. There's, there's a difference between being alone and being with you, being in relationship with you. So the difference would be I'm going to sit here and pay attention to what I'm feeling, what I'm needing, what I'm thinking. And I'm going to honor that and I'm going to value that versus let me wash over it and distract myself so I mm-hmm. don't
1: have to hear it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's yeah, paying attention versus being distracted. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great.
0: Well, I love that. So tell us a little bit about what you're going to be teaching at the self-love intensive and for those ladies who are registered to be super excited about. And then for the ladies who aren't attending, can you tell us where we can find you outside of the self-love intensive?
1: Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited (laughs) about the self-love intensive. Um, The workshop that I've created is sort of a multi-prong approach. Um, We're going to be doing a little bit of yoga work on our mat, physically moving. Um, A lot of people don't know this, but there are mythological stories related to yoga poses. So I'll be sharing a story about love, and um, after we do that, we'll um do a meditation about love and we'll do some journaling about love um and the story the mythological story that i will share um will weave that through our meditation and our journaling and you people will be able to um identify identify their own love story if you will so i'm super excited about it um, i'm
0: excited too
1: Yeah. And it's fun. I think people, um, you know, we're wired for story. Lord knows we all tell ourselves stories like, I'm not good enough. I'm not this enough. But I want to talk about our own love story. I want to talk about how I love myself when I look in the mirror today. Um, I didn't love myself 20 years ago when I looked in the mirror. Um, And I think that we all have a love story for ourselves. And um, we're going to uncover that. Um, during our workshop, so I'm super super excited about it. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, looking forward to that. Um, and for those uh, folks who are looking for me um, in these social media streets, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Vibrant Life Collective by Val, and you can also find me on my website, which is simply Vibrant Life Collective dot com. I've got um, a lot going on. I'm redesigning my website. So when you stop by, um, you know, it's a little bit under construction, but you're, you're going to find some stuff that will hopefully help you. So yeah, that that's all.
0: <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much for joining us today, Val.
1: Thank you so much, Sheena. I really appreciate it. I'm so grateful that we got this opportunity and it's definitely like, Another, hey, it's another thing I can check off on my list of life successes, being present with Sheena for an hour.
0: <laughs> oh, girl, stop it. Okay,
1: <laughs> That's so awesome. After, after daydreaming for years about Love Junkie, like, I'd love to talk with her. <laughs> oh, wow. That's
0: awesome.
1: Well, thank you for being here. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too, Sheena. Thank you so much.
0: Now, wasn't that wonderful? I just loved talking to Valerie. Her voice is just so like soothing and um, rich and warm. And you can just hear the love that she has for others and for this process. And I'm just so grateful to have her as a part of this community. And I'm grateful that she's going to be teaching um, this really incredible, robust topic about um, healing, creating our love story and what does that look like for us in our life and incorporating body work so that it's this full, um, full body experience It's going to be so great. I'm so excited. Um, if you were listening to her talk about um, what she does and talk about what she's going to be teaching our students and you have a little bit of a little bit of envy, a little bit of FOMO don't worry because you can still get that experience by coming to the Healed and Loved Women Conference. Um, We have some really great workshops and, and experiences lined up there for us. We have some really great teachers coming and you can have all of that and more. The things that I talked about at the beginning about really nurturing our relationships with other people and ourselves. So you can go to blackgirlsheal.org conference to snag your seat. And that's it for now. I hope you have a great, great, great rest of your week and that you, as always, take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done